Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Our show today is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. And it's also brought to you by the DC Unconvention 2017, the second annual conference for IT business owners. Learn from fellow techs and business owners, get business strategies that work in the real world, and discover new tech. Learn more at unconvention.io. Today, I talk with Jamie Hill about writing effective content for your website. How much should you write? What should you say? And we answer the big question, should you post your prices on your website? Plus, we talk about the live video marketing and what types of marketing are getting the best results for other computer business owners. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is the place to be if you own or work in an IT services business, and you can learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to the show at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click on the following tab, and then select See First, so the live stream will jump to the top of your news feed. Thanks, guys, for joining us for another edition of the show today. The topic today is going to be a good one. It's all about how to create effective website content and copy uh, for your website and your marketing. So it's all about you know the the words you put on the page and the message that you you uh, you know convey to your potential clients. And we have uh, Jamie Hill who's here who's going to be talking to us about all that stuff. So before we jump into that, as always, um, we just want to uh, take a look in the Computer Business Marketing Facebook page and see what's going on over there. See if folks uh, have some answers to those burning marketing questions. And we've had some, some good ones. So uh, one of the first ones I wanted to highlight was um, a post on Tuesday where I asked if folks have been trying out live streaming. Uh, we've been talking a lot. Uh, last episode, we talked to Brandy Sales about live streaming on your phone and how that can be used effectively to uh, for marketing for your business, how to make it look good, how to um, make it you know work. And that's something that a lot of folks are trying uh, now that it's so easy to do it. You just hop on your phone or hop on your computer, press a button, and bam, you're live in front of all of your followers, all of your Facebook fans all of your friends on social media. Um, so it's a great, highly effective way to get uh, engagement, um, to get a personal connection to folks, and um, and to get some good reach because then people start sharing the video. That live video lives on forever. So um, so it, it's I wanted to see if folks were trying that out in their businesses. And, and so we got some good feedback. Um, I especially like Paul Brown's idea. He he decided to do a live video about um, uh, 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 a competition he did. So he had people, you know, um, send in their information to him, and then he uh, drew. It's like a sweepstakes. He drew a name out of a bucket, 
and he videotaped that. And I think that's a perfect way to go about doing that because that way there's the integrity for the actual, you know, uh, competition itself that it's, you know, he had the bucket right there, he was shaking it up and then he just, you know, randomly grabbed something out of there and put and showed the name on the video. Um, so that's a cool way to, to use live video as, as a tool for your promotions or your competitions. Um, you don't necessarily need to be on video saying, Hey, look at me uh, and talk. You can have other things going on. I think some other good things you can do is, you know, show behind the scenes of a computer repair. Maybe one of the types of repairs that takes, you know, that doesn't take too long to do. You can show, you know, maybe swapping out memory or swapping out a hard drive or doing an LCD replacement or something. Um, I've seen some technicians do that um, highly effectively. Um, so that, that's some ideas that you can do for live video. Um, even guys who don't do computer repair, for example, Jay Burley, who we had on a guest a couple episodes ago, he did a live stream uh, for his software company. So, you know, he, he did a thing where he just kind of talked through some of the functions of his software. He did a screen share, but he also did half of the video where he was talking to the camera. So I think that's good if you're going to be doing some kind of screen sharing is to kind of split it between talking face to face with the camera and then showing your screen. Uh, because then you get, again, that personal connection with folks. So I think that's pretty good. And then uh, Bob Gregory said that um, he doesn't do live video because he gets nervous um, and he would have to rehearse it. And, uh, and uh, you know, live uh, videos aren't in his wheelhouse. Um, and and so, you know, I, I told him to, to, it might be a good strategy to get started with pre-recorded videos first. If you're not comfortable being on camera, then jumping right into a live video is kind of nerve-wracking. It's probably not the best way to go. So I would practice with just pre-recording the videos first and and just doing it to yourself. You know, just record a video of yourself, play it back to yourself, and then you can, you know, we're always our own worst critics. So you can kind of point out the parts of the video that um, that you didn't like and, and then work on it. And over time, you'll get more comfortable with it. And then eventually, once you're comfortable with the pre-recorded videos, you can uh, try out a live stream. Um, and again, you know, live streams, you can try it out at first just with your friends on, on just your private profile, Facebook profile. Um, just kind of a, hey, how's it going? I'm doing a live video. Maybe out at your favorite restaurant or if you're on vacation or something, you can do a live video just to get used to how that works. And then eventually, once you get comfortable with that, you can start doing them for your business. So yeah, it's something that you can ease into. It's not you don't have to feel like you have to just come out and make a live video out of nowhere. And if you listen to the uh, episode last episode, you know Brandy talks about how live video should for your business should not be off the cuff. It should be something that you rehearse and you practice and you have a script. You know what you're going to say. You've planned it out. You have a call to action at the end. You have all the you know the good stuff there, um, so that it is professional and it comes across well. So just some thoughts there about uh, live video. Hey, Jamie, have you done any live video for your business? I do do some live video. Um, most of our stuff is is live workshops or, or webinars. Um, and we, we are now just starting to get into the, the Facebook streams of just um, ideas. We, we, we brainstorm in the weekend before for uh, five days of ideas. And I'll jump on for 15 to 20 minutes and talk about what that idea is for the day and answer whatever questions come through. So we're, we're getting excited and more and more excited about it. So is the team. Cool. Yeah. The, the cool thing about live video is, is it's just cool to like see people randomly popping up, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, if someone happens to be browsing Facebook and they see your live video there, they might, you know, check in and it's kind of a cool just to kind of capture random people throughout their day. It's, 
kind of a, an interesting way to go about it. Unlike a webinar where people like have to register beforehand and very much so. and all that stuff. It's 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 definitely a, a cool and different medium to explore for businesses. Cool. Uh, another post in the Facebook page I wanted to talk about was uh, where I asked the question, "What marketing technique have you tried recently that worked better than expected?" So this was kind of you know looking to see some maybe out of the box ideas of marketing that not only that you tried but that actually worked and worked better than expected. So some good examples of that was uh, Paul Brown said that um, when he sells his managed AV face to face works uh, each time. So instead of you know sending an email to his client saying hey you know I've got uh, this managed antivirus service uh, that you should you know check out. He'll he'll probably tries to uh, you know sell it during the uh, the repair or when he's interfacing with the client. He'll talk them through what that is and and a lot of those types of services. It's great to introduce it in person, face to face, if you can, or at least maybe on the phone or something, because that way you can really answer any objections someone has live and in person. So if they're saying, oh, you know, I, I'm just not sure if I need it, then you could talk about why it's important, or you know, I have my own antivirus installed. And I think that's fine. And then you can talk about, you know, why being proactive and having a professional be proactive on on your behalf is is more important. And so Paul, when he does that, he closes it ninety nine percent of the time. So that's a that's a good advice. Um, I know Jamie, you mentioned that LinkedIn ads have been working really well for you. Um, you talked about how you use the free hundred dollars. Um, that they give you to try it out and that you actually got some leads from that. Yep. I uh, got some really nice qualified, strong leads, close three of the six leads we got. So we're, we're going to continue along with it because wow. the ROI was quite nice for a hundred. Well, for yeah, nothing, really but it was, does that work like uh, Facebook ads where it just like shows up in the, in the, the newsfeed? Um, there's a few different options. You have the sidebar, you have your newsfeed, you can sponsor a post for uh, like a, a sponsored blog post. Um, and then you can sponsor other companies' blog posts. So there's there's a couple of different choices. Um, we did the sidebar okay. and the newsfeed. The sidebar is what what did it for us. Oh, interesting. Huh, sidebar ads still work. Yep. <laughs> that's good. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's something to try out. You know, uh, a lot of people hate on LinkedIn or they they haven't really tried it. And uh, I've had a lot of success with LinkedIn as well. I think it's a it's a great untapped resource, especially for computer for B2B stuff, right? Um, not so much consumer, but for B2B IT services, MSPs, that kind of thing. Um, you know, LinkedIn is a great place and it's, it's a place again, like any other social media where it's not about selling your services. It's about participating. It's about adding value. Um, and just establishing yourself as an expert. And then eventually just all, almost through osmosis, people start to reach out to you saying, Hey, you know, I noticed you, you know what you're talking about with whatever. Um, can I talk to you about maybe helping me out with something? And that's how you get the conversation started. And ads are another great way to just kind of be involved and get, get your brand in there. So that's definitely something to look into, especially if you, if they give it to you for free. Um, Dave Greenbaum was talking about his review funnel and feedback system. And, uh, I forget what episode it is. It's a few episodes ago. I had Dave on, uh, and we talked about that. We talked about, he, um, he reviewed a bunch of different review funnel systems where, you know, when a client, when you service a client, um, these, these systems will automatically send them an email saying, Hey, what did you think of the service? If you liked it, great. It funnels them to some, some sort of review place like Google or Yelp. Um, if you didn't like it, then it doesn't funnel them over there. It sends them back to you so that you can help them with their issue. 
Uh, and uh, Dave said that's been uh, working really well. He's been getting some great reviews and then also great feedback from clients to help him improve his service. So all that's really good stuff. And then uh, Patrick Palmer has been having good success with his uh, uh, social media training program. Uh, and uh, he's been rolling that into his uh, repair services as well. So he'll talk about that um, service. And, you know, that's a, that's a kind of a, a ninja marketing move is instead of, you know, just trying to throw your advertisements everywhere, just talk, just create new services that you're good at and talk about them to your existing clients. And you can do it when you're servicing them for something else or in your, like if you send out a newsletter or something, because uh, your existing clients are always going to be your best clients and they're always going to be the most likely to purchase any new services that you offer. Um, so training services are really good because unlike computer repair, where they'll only contact you if something's broken or unlike managed services where it's just the same kind of thing over and over again, um, training is a good kind of supplemental thing that you can always be pitching to your clients saying, hey, you know, I noticed you were struggling with so-and-so or I noticed you just got this new software or I noticed that you guys have been using this new project management software. Why don't I, you know, schedule a time to, uh, to do a training for you guys? Social media, uh, you know, all the stuff that you guys learn by growing your business, you can teach that to others. And I think that's always something that's really um, a good kind of opportunity to, to take a hold of. Awesome. So uh, if you guys uh, want to participate in the Facebook group and you haven't yet, head on over to Computer Business Marketing, or I'm sorry, go to Facebook.com and search for Computer Business Marketing, and uh, you'll find uh, the Facebook uh, group there. Um, you can join, and, uh, and we have a lot of great conversations going on there. We'd love to see you there. Awesome. And uh, Brian just said... Um, uh, and this kind of segues into what I was going to talk about. So the uh, the unconvention is this weekend. So I'm not going to do an ad for it this time because mo- by the time most of you guys listen to this, especially if you're listening to the recording, the unconvention will be happening or it'll be already over. Um, if you don't have tickets for it now, it's probably too late, uh, but there's still tickets available if you want to grab one and, and head on to the unconvention in Washington, D.C. this weekend. Uh, Brian uh, asked, will we be live streaming from the unconvention? And that's something that um, I may or may not do. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we, there's nothing official because uh, a lot the, the main benefit of, and we were talking about this when we were planning the unconvention and we were thinking, you know, should we record the sessions and then maybe resell the sessions or, or have the sessions available as recordings for people who attended? And the problem with that is the unconvention is such a kind of a collaborative environment. It's it's more like a meetup or a mastermind where there's constant dialogue between people and there's small groups breaking out and doing different things. And it's really hard to record that. Um, it's really hard to capture that on a recording. So we and and plus it's just it's it's just not the same. There, you know, you can watch a recording on YouTube of of any number of things and. Um, you know, we, we don't think we would add too much value by recording the, the talks of the unconvention because all the value really comes from the collaboration of the event. So instead of recording it, what I might do is sneak in a couple live streams, uh, during the event. Depends on how the Wi-Fi is doing, uh, at the, uh, at the venue. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the tech site builder page, uh, because any live streams will be going through that page. Uh, but I'd love to, especially Brian, for folks like you who are across the world and can't, attend the unconvention, at least, you know, when probably the ROI wouldn't work out for you. Um, we'd love to have some sort of 
you know, taste of what's happening at the unconvention for you guys. All right. Uh, so with that, let's jump into the featured topic today, which is an interview with uh, my friend here, Jamie Hill. He is the CEO of Innovate Marketing. And uh, Jamie's going to talk to us today about uh, kind of guide us through the murky waters of content marketing and content for your website and how to write copy that's effective for your website. Um, and that's something that's near and dear to my heart because I'm, you know, creating websites all the time. Jamie's a fellow website developer and he's creating websites all the time. Um, so we're going to kind of have a chat about that. Before we jump into that though, Jamie, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself to folks and give them a little idea of your background and how uh, you ended up where you are today. Uh, like Matt said, my name is Jamie Hill, CEO of Innovate Marketing. Um, I actually got into this in a, in a kind of off way, much like you guys probably got into computer repair. Um, after I got out of the Navy, I opened up a construction company. And then um, then my wife and I opened up a wedding business. And we got tired of getting messed with by other website providers and taking our money and run. <laughs> so my wife and I found a website company that was up for sale, purchased it. And we originally purchased it just for our use. And then we, we found a, a really large need for, for the smaller businesses to have quality website care that they can afford and and yet they're not gonna just get the same thing as a hundred other sites out there so um we we learned in the trenches <laughs> uh for marketing but um i i also hold a degree in marketing so i have a master's degree and i'm working on my phd for for uh teaching so um so i've i've learned over the last 20 years of, of marketing and in the ins and the outs and and I, I particularly specialize with construction companies and wedding companies. Um, my wife is more the dentist and lawyers, um, and that's that's the gist of what we do. And then we we do the web design, content, email marketing, um, and then SEO marketing as well. Cool, yeah. So you kind of I, I like the I like hearing the path that people take to different things. So you are a, a military man. Thank you for your service, uh, by the way, and. Uh, and then into construction, and then into weddings, and then into marketing, and and I love the the path that folks take because each each of those steps gives you like you know such a broad knowledge of different industries and how they work. And I think having a broad um, insight into the way different types of businesses run is is invaluable, especially if you're in marketing, because right. then you you know you learn what works for different industries and and how they operate and and that kind of thing. So that's very cool. Also appreciate uh, you've you've been in the uh, Facebook uh, computer business marketing group for a little while, and you've been very active and um, contributing there. So uh, that's awesome. So if you guys are in the group, you probably recognize Jamie already because <laughs> he's uh, been leaving the comments there and stuff. So um, that's awesome as well. Uh, so let's let's dive into the topic here, which is um, let, let's 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 talk about website copy first. Uh, cause this is something that I see a lot, you know, especially with tech site builder. Um, you, the way tech site builder works is someone signs up, they get a website and it's pre-populated with, you know, some starter content, some mm -hmm. example content, and then it's up to the, the users to, to fill in their own content. Um, and a lot of times what I see is, is it's, it's either, um, very quick and short, uh, and, um, or it's like a super long, like two page dissertation about their experience and what they do. And so I, I would assume there's, there's kind of a good middle ground. So, 
Um, I guess we can start with, um, you know, what, what makes good website copy? Yeah. So, you know, when, when my team and I, we set out to write copy, we, we follow five pretty much guidelines that we lay out. And obviously there's, there's a lot of ins and outs of that too, but you know, first and foremost, the, the, the kiss rule, keep it simple. Mm. Um, you know, content needs to be easily read by an entire different audience. I mean, you're going to have PhD graduates and then you're going to have, have folks that have never been to college and then folks in between that. Um, and, and so you, you have to really not dumb it down, but you have to, you have to keep it simple so anybody can understand it. And we're, we're all passionate about our businesses. And you have to remember, they're not as passionate about the business. If uh, someone's looking to repair their laptop, they, they don't want to know all the, the specs and, and, you know, the tools you use. They, they don't care about that. What they care about is you're going to get them in, you're going to do the job, you're going to do it well if you have a warranty. That's what they care about and that's what they want to read. So, you know, we like to set all of our content at about 500 words a page at the, at the top end, 300 to, 350 to 500 words is, is kind of the sweet spot for, for content. Um, Google likes it. Plus it's, it's easy to read. Uh, Apple, Apple's a, a, a genius when it comes to this. They, they find that fine line of people that they're called, they're called scanners, which they just quickly yeah. read that. I'm one of those. I read the quickly read over the website and I read the, uh, H1 tags, the, the large tags. And then you have people like my wife who reads every single word. And, and they've, they've found, so if you guys are struggling on, on the best way to write content, just jump over to apple.com and check out some of their stuff. But, but they also recommend, and, and they said that's, that's one of the reasons they've done so well is, is finding that happy medium with your content for your business of, of speaking to the generalized audience. The other thing that we do is we, we, we like to write a little, uh, a little bit on the controversial side. Um, you know, People are not in the mood anymore to read the stiff, formal copy and words that are out there. They, they like right. the, they don't want it too playful, but they, they, again, it's, it's that back down to earth again. They don't, they don't want to feel like they're being talked down to. So yeah, I like, um, like, I like the word conversational, right? Like yep. it's, you're, you're just kind of having a conversation with someone you're explaining your business and what you do um, and how you would say it is how you, you should write it. Exactly. And, and the other thing about that is when they actually come in to talk to you, if, if your voice, we're, we're big on voices, if your voice is way different than your content, then it, it does tend to throw people off a little bit. So be yourself or be your team, if you have a, if you have a large team, um, on the website. And, and that's just it. That's content is just conversation with, with it. Um, you know, an, another Big thing that we we are adamant about with all of our clients is keep your content updated. I'm writing a ten thousand word blog for uh, GoDaddy pros cons and all that stuff, and I did some research and the top ten choices um, in Google, six of them were over four years old uh, for for blog posts, and wow. so they they do me no good. And and again, your clients so. Constantly update your content on throughout the entire website. That that doesn't mean scrap it all and restart, but go in there, freshen it up. Your your visitors will love it, and so will Google. Um, so keep that con- you know keep it updated and changed, 
And again, like with marketing, uh, you know, tech changes, specs change, uh, how you do things change. And, and again, clients are going to want to want to hear the bird's eye view of it, not the, not the nitty gritty, but the bird's eye view of it. So, yep. so when new things come out, update your content. Um, it doesn't take too long and, and people will enjoy it. Uh, like I said, check out Apple. They're really good at, at keeping their content fresh. They actually update their content about every 30 minutes. Uh, they're a billion <laughs> dollar company. They can, they can afford to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we update content once a week, um, usually, and then most of our clients do it once or twice a month. So it's, it's not like it's gotta be a daily thing. Just, just make sure that it's something's on there is changing. Uh, the other, this is a little psychological. The other thing is, is when you change small things, your, your returning visitors will notice and it'll, it'll stop them from just scanning over the website because something's different and their mind picks it up as they're reading it. So, um, it's, it's also another way to keep your, your visitors engaged with what's going on the website. Nice. So, yeah, um, I mean, I'm on, Oh, go ahead. Yep. Uh, and then I was just going to say, design your page around your content. Uh, don't just have big giant white spaces or, or have it all crunched together. Um, do your content, then design around it, make it look beautiful. Cause again, it's psychological people. If you have too much on a page, they'll run away. And if you have too many white spots, they'll get bored and they'll run away and, and click off your website. So yeah, that's, that's something I see when, pretty. um, you know, when, when folks, uh, you know, purchase like a template from, you know, theme forest or whatever. And, and it's got like, you know, the, the Latin filler text in, in yep. different places. And then, and then, so there's like one a section that has like a paragraph and then they'll go in and replace it with like a sentence. And then there's just this, this whole, you know, empty space there and it, it yeah. looks horrible. And it's like, did you forget to put something there? Um, so if I would recommend if you don't have enough content for that area, then just get rid of that area, hide it or, or scrap it. You don't need to use every single piece of a theme. Um, if you don't, if it doesn't fit your business or you don't have content to go there. Um, and that, that works, you know, if you're not designing the website from scratch, if you're kind of filling in a, a template, uh, just know that you don't have to use all the pieces. Same with TechSite Builder. I mean, TechSite Builder, we have little spaces for you to put content. If you don't have content that you feel can go in there or you can't think of anything, we let you hide it. You can hide that area completely. And then you could go back to the Apple model. Because I was going to say earlier, I just went to apple.com and it's like the homepage is literally, you know, three sentences <laughs> and and then a bunch of very pretty pictures yeah. And even if you click through to the individual um, products, it's still just basically just headlines and pictures. And then you have to click even further into to learn more about each particular um, individual product to get. And even then, it's it's still very concise, very few, very little content. And I think that's that's a great model to follow. Um, use use a lot of images in your website, I think, too. Right? I mean. That's that's how you can fill the space without having to say a lot. You can a well, picture is worth a thousand words, right? So exactly, and, and a lot of people don't realize this when when a web designer is talking content, they're not just talking text. They're talking text, any types of media, not not music. Don't put music on your website, um, but uh, <laughs> you know uh, any type of you know video, uh, you know photos, banners, graphics, all of that is considered in the web design world content. So yep. um, you know. 
you have white spaces, you need that section for whatever reason, most most themes will allow you to, to place that media in there and, and make it look nice. And, you know, the other thing we always tell our clients, themes are, we look at themes like a pre-built house that has the ability to put options on there. So you buy the house and then you want to paint a bedroom or you want to, you know, that's pretty much what a theme is. It's a base. It, it doesn't have to stay that way. Like, like Matthew was saying, you know, take it and make it your own. Just, just use it as a base model. Yeah. And just because they built a room to be a bedroom doesn't mean you need to use it as a bedroom. You Correct. can use it as an office or as a playroom and same with the website, just because, you know, they made this section be the about us section doesn't mean it has to be, you can change it to be, you know, services or features or whatever. So you can definitely, you know, don't be locked into what the template gives you. Yep. Exactly. I like that. Cool. Um, so when we're talking about content, um, the I guess we, we want to think about the end goal, right? And the end goal is to get, you know, turn visitors into clients. So what are what are some of your thoughts on things we can do with our content to to do that, to make it effective, to make it convert? Yeah, so we follow we follow what's called an 80-20 rules. And and basically that means 80% of your content, um, your your text content or your videos are gonna be educational. It's it's not gonna be shoving to buy a service down your throat. Um, even on my wife's e-commerce site, it's we still follow the 80-20 rule and and that's products to, to buy. Um, and and because you have most of the time the visitors are cold traffic, they don't know who you are, they found you on Google. Um, and so they, they have to build up that trust with you. And if, if straight out of the bat, you're like, pay me $2,000 to fix your computer. I, I, I know that that price isn't right, but it, it, you come straight out of the bat like that. They're, they're going to be like, no, I, I, I don't know who you are. I'm not, I'm not going to pay that. So educate them, teach them, introduce yourself, introduce your team, introduce why they need that, that managed um, items or why they should upgrade their RAM, different things like that. And even um, it works really well in the construction field, give away some DIY stuff. Um, mm. If you do this, it'll make your computer run faster. Yeah. You can do your, your defragging like this. And again, that's, that's just giving valuable information to those visitors. And they're going to be like, all right, this guy, I'm going to go talk to him because I, he doesn't even know me and he's already given me a couple hundred dollars worth of work for free. So now I'm going to, now I'm going to really trust that, that he knows what he's doing. So you're, you're building value and you're building trust um, by doing that. And don't get me wrong, people that know how to defrag their computer are going to watch it and they're going to be like, all right, yep, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, and they, they no, want to see. Doesn't. Yeah, exactly. They want to see or maybe they'll pick up some new tips, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think, and some two, two great practical examples of that from, from the computer business world. And I think a lot of you guys listening know are Lisa Hendrickson of Call That Girl. She's been a guest on previously. Um, she does nothing but talk about Outlook and Office 365 and she blogs consistently and creates videos and has a podcast about it. And she's always talking about it. And she uh, is always, her, her schedule is always filled up with clients because, because of that. You know, she's just nonstop yeah. giving value DIY. You know, this is how you fix this error. And then people see that and they're like, wow, okay, that looks too complicated. I'm going to hire you. Or they say, wow, that, that, you know, I know how to do that and that looks right. Or that helped me figure out how to do it myself. And so then she's got technicians that are following her that ask her for help as well. 
So that's a perfect example. Another one you guys might know is Kerry Holzman, who um, does all of the uh, computer build videos um, where he shows you how to build a, a, you know, a computer at home. And he does lots of different you know, kinds of videos, build this kind of computer, build that kind of computer. And he's built that up so much now where he has to just turn away people who ask him to build computers for them because he just doesn't have the time. And really, he just likes creating the videos. But that's another great example of someone who's, you know, that's video, but you can do that in written content. And like you said, when we're talking about content, it's not just written. It can be videos, it can be whatever, you know. I'm kind of going on tangents here, but so so that's those are good <laughs> examples of folks who are doing the uh, the kind of DIY thing that you were talking about. And then something else that um, you can do that, that this just reminded me of is on your website. You don't necessarily need to have you know like your your virus removal services page be just a block of text. It could be a video. You know, yep. you can record a video, throw it up there, saying, "Hey, welcome to you know my virus removal page. Let me walk you through the process of why it's important and what we do." Um, people don't use videos enough on websites, and nowadays people can watch videos on their phone, on their computer um, when they're surfing the web. And I think it's a missed opportunity if you're not putting videos on your website. If optimized correctly, they'll rank before the video will rank before your right. website will. Right. And that's huge because Google owns YouTube. So it really, really nods towards YouTube. And so if you optimize your YouTube channel, um, which there's, there's a lot of people on there. I'll, I'll drop some names that of people we follow, um, to optimize your YouTube channel, you can legitimately get your YouTube channel ranking before you get your, um, your website ranking. So there it is. It's a powerful medium. Um, and you know, uh, uh, uh client of mine does a DYI um, newsletter and every week they say, this is how you can upkeep your siding. He's got a lot of clients in Texas and Florida. He just released a large, you have damage. You have to wait a couple of weeks before somebody can get out there. Here's something you can do at a lower end cost to cover your, whatever you need to cover until our technicians can get out there to fix it. And he drips that out over, over, normally it's, it's one a week. The, these emergency ones were, were two a day, but you wow. can even take those videos and drip them out. And then that gets people on your mailing list, which segues into your, your content marketing part for your email marketing. Um, right. so you got the videos on your website and you've got videos in your going out in your newsletters and most. Email campaign areas, uh, Aweber, Mailchimp, Constant Contact, all of those they they are they play well with videos, uh, YouTube especially, but they play with with uh, Wista and, and different video platforms like that. So things like that is all yeah. very valuable. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I got a question for you. It's it's a controversial topic um, uh, among our ranks, and I'm sure many other businesses as well. <laughs> How do you feel about publishing your rates on the website prices? Um, I don't. The only rates I have published are my care plan rates. Um, most of my clients, I highly recommend it as well. And and here's why: um, rates are subjective, and, and and you may be charging two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, which is that's my hourly rate to, to do something. Two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and there's a reason for that. I'm mean, gonna have twenty years of marketing experience. If I'm gonna consult with you, that's what I'm worth. But someone just coming to the website and seeing your hourly rate at 250 bucks, they're going to be like, oh, no. Again, yeah. you have to build up that trust before you start 
pushing that pricing in your and people psychologically will automatically go to the service page and look at the services you offer before they even look at anything else. So then for the price. Exactly. Or or just what you offer to make sure you offer something. And if you have your pricing there, that's the first thing they're going to see. So I know there are some people that do it and they do it well, but they also have decades of, of, of experience and they're known in their market or in their, their little niche area. And they can get away with that because if, uh, if a computer repair place right down the road has been open for 40 years, they can get away with it. They've already got that trust value built up. So, um, you know, I hesitate with it, but sometimes it works. Yeah, I would, I would think to me, uh, you know, if you're displaying your price on your website, that means you're wanting to compete on price. And that means you're going to have to be, uh, have a competitive price with all of your competition. Sure. Um, and if that's what you want to do, that's great. But we, we, we kind of always try to push folks to not try to compete on price with your competition. Instead, compete on value, compete on, you know, the experience, the client experience, compete on results. And then, you know, if all that stuff is better than your competition, then folks are willing to pay, you know, more. But you don't want to lead with the price if that's not the thing you're, you want to focus on. So, um, so there's just something to think about. You know, if you're going to put your price on your website, just keep in mind that people are going to use that price to compare you to all the competition. They're going to open you in one tab. They're going to open your competition in another tab and say, Hey, are you cheaper? And if you are cheaper and, and that works for you and you're able to be profitable, great. But, um, you know, a lot of times that's kind of not what you want to focus on. Being cheaper is a dangerous game too, because, uh, <laughs> You, you lose you lose some respect from people by being the cheapest. You know, we're, we're not the cheapest company around. And yeah, we lose clients because of that. But we're also, we don't compete. Basically, you're competing. If you're the cheapest, you're competing with yourself. And, and you're going to get knocked down past that profitability level to where you're losing money. So right. find that happy medium. Whatever works for yep. you, um, you know. And like I said, if, 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 if you have pricing on your website and it works, don't change it. Um, but if, if you're not converting very well and you have pricing, run a test. Maybe take your pricing down for a little bit and see what happens. Nice. So um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was let's just, let's just talk about um, a, a typical website homepage. So um, let's just say, for example, there's this imaginary computer business, ABC Computers. They have a storefront in you know, the, the main street of their town. Um, they repair computers. They also do a little bit of business consulting and they're, they're doing a website redesign and they're putting together their homepage. This is going to be the page that people visit, you know, when they, when they search on Google, when they, you know, hand out the business cards. Um, a lot of times the homepage is what you land on when you already kind of know about the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say like the services pages or your blog page might be places where people who don't know who you are land through a Google search or something, but the homepage a lot of times they, they might have heard about your business. So what, what would be a good thing to start off with on the homepage at the very top, at the beginning, you know, under, of course, the logo and the navigation and, and all that. But what's kind of the first thing people should be seeing on a website? A professionally taken, high quality photo of your storefront. Um, and I say professionally, you know, the, I have an iPhone 7 Plus. It, it takes great photos. But um, we, we just renovated our office, and when I post that photo, I'm going to hire a photographer to come down and do it. I want it to be be gorgeous because 
it's the first thing again, it's, it's, it's that how people view you. So, um, you're going to build the trust. People are going to know what your building looks like when they're driving down the road. Um, so they're bringing their computer to you. You want them to recognize that building and it has to look good because if it doesn't, people are just going to equate that to your services, your services. If you can't take time to make your website look good, your services ain't going to be that great, which isn't always true, but that's again, how people think. So it's perception. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, that would be the first thing I would, I would have on there. And if you don't have an office, if you work from your house, grab a landmark in your city, go to the most mm. well-known landmark and get a professional, a professional photographer to snap a photo of that. Again, that, that runs into the local. We are from around here. We, we know this area and bam, I like um, that. Yeah. So that's that, that would be the first thing I, I would, I would have on there underneath your, your menu. Um, have that, have that nice little photo of uh, or banner created with your, with your photo on there. Um, and, and then move then on down from there. What, yes. what, would, what would be the next, like as, as far as maybe like the content or the copy or something, what, what should we lead with? What's the most profitable thing you have? If, if, and, and if you're running multiple services, you always have to look at your most profitable and easiest to teach. Again, it's, it's back to that 80, 20 rule. Um, in the back of your head, business coaching is more profitable. I can really explain that. I can do a nice two minute elevator pitch on that. And then what we'd have that in there about, about your services, business coaching, what you do. Uh, again, it's, it's not, it's not about how good you are. It's just about your service. You're just. You're just educating people with your service. So you you would in, instead of saying just like in general, hey, we're you know a computer repair shop, you should kind of lead with uh, your most profitable profitable service. For example, you know we are the the leader in in cracked iPhone screen repair, or we're you know we can get get your virus removed in in an hour or less. You know whatever that that banner services to, mm-hmm. to lead with that is what you're saying? Yeah. Or, or what you want to become known as if you're a brand new business, what you want to become known as. So, I like that. so you're building, you're building your brand in the first paragraph of your content. And so no. if you want to be known as the, the cracked iPhone guy, then that's what you lead with. If you want to be known as a virus guy, that's what you lead with. So what if um, I can hear folks listening, <laughs> saying this now, well, but I also do all this other stuff and they're not going to know about that if I don't, have that on my homepage or have that as the first thing I talk about? Well, you know, we, we all offer multiple services and, and, and you can, again, you don't want to have your homepage is supposed to be quick. It's a landing page that people can navigate from and get a gist of who you are. You don't want it long. Um, you know, you can put your, your one or two top services on there and then put a button under there, read more about our services, which go. directs yeah. them over to the service page that's listing out. I mean, they're, they're expecting a long page, um, you know, so you can have that, that nice little paragraph with a button, read more about our services or go to our service page yeah, um, and, and have that nice call to action. And, you know, hey, uh, going back to Apple's page, that's exactly what they do, right? When I go yep. to Apple.com, it, it says iPhone 10. Say hello to the future, right? They have yep. lots of other products, but hey, this is the one we want to talk about. This is the one we want you to pay attention to. And then you can click onto it. You can read more about it um, and you can dig deeper and get more information. But yeah, that's, I, I love it. And, and that's, I think that's something a lot of folks aren't doing. They're just throwing up every single service they do right on the homepage because they don't want to have, you know, miss anybody. 
Um, but instead, what happens is that just creates overwhelm. That creates, you know, just like a glaze. Like, yeah. I'm not even sure what I'm looking at. And, and then, then you get on. to the scanners like me, where I yeah. just scan it, and I don't even see all the services you offer anyway. So, because yep. um, I'm not even reading it, and and that's the big thing. So you keep it simple. Again, keep it simple. Not not keeping it, not dumbing it down, but just keeping it simple, keeping it clean. And, and people like that. They, you know, look at, look at the new cars. They're, they're clean body lines, simple. They, they're inside. They're, they're immaculate and, you know, way overpowered, but on the outside, it's simple. Uh, forwards back to the simple curves the simple body lines. And that's what people want to see. Nice and simple, easy to read and education. Don't pitch your stuff on the first, first, uh, on your homepage. Nice. Uh, just educate people. Why is a cracked iPhone terrible? What can I do to stop my daughter from breaking her fifth iPhone in, in a year? <laughs> you know, I mean, things like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is stuff the, the people want to know. <laughs> Super glue the OtterBox on to the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> That'll, that's one way to do it. <laughs> I'll probably get yelled at by some people for that. But that's, yeah, I, I got hey, tired of replacing iPhones. So. <laughs> Whatever works. That's you know, funny. I, uh, awesome. So great. Um, we're, we're about ready to wrap up here. Is there any other kind of closing comments you want uh, to leave folks with as far as content and that sort of thing? Yeah. The, uh, the one other thing I would say, and, and I don't see a whole lot of them anymore is do some kind of doesn't, when I say pop up, it's not the one that fills up the screen and annoys the crap out of everybody, but, but do something where somebody can get a download from you in exchange for that download. You get their email address because Statistically speaking, people are not going to buy or contact you off their first visit. It takes anywhere from three to 10 visits, depending on what industry you're on, for somebody to contact you. And if you don't gather their information, you will most likely never hear from them again. So write up a nice ebook, do a video, um, something like that, that gets that email from them and puts them in that mailing list and then keep up with your newsletters. Nice. So that would awesome. be my last parting knowledge for you guys. Perfect. Thanks, Jamie, for all the uh, all the knowledge. This is great stuff. I love talking about this stuff. It's so interesting, and there's so much. You know, I see lots of computer business websites, and there's so much room for improvement, and there's so much more work that can be done. And so, it's just something that you know, you guys who are listening, um, there's not enough hours in the day. I understand that, but if you just have a, a quiet Sunday morning, the family's out or something, or it's a, it's you know. A, uh, Friday before a holiday and, and you're not getting a lot of calls, take that time to revisit your website and, and take some of this stuff to heart. Um, simplify it, um, simple and, and impactful and, and do some of those DIY videos and stuff uh, and it, it'll go a long way. Um, awesome. So if, if folks want to reach out to you to, to thank you or to uh, get some more information from you, how can people do that? Uh, they can email me, uh, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at innovate, I-N-O-V-A-T-E, marketing.com, or I'm active in multiple different groups on Facebook um, under Jamie Hill. So He's, he's there in the, uh, the Facebook group hanging out, so you can yeah. always ping him there as well. Feel free to ping me, and I, I, I don't do a lot, of, a lot of work anymore, so I, I do mostly consulting calls and, and talking with, with wonderful folks like you and answering questions and giving tips and advice, so... I'm usually pretty wide open on my Facebook, so feel free yeah. to reach out anytime. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. He, we definitely, um, I've pinged him a couple times for some for some advice, and he's always very uh, receptive and and willing to share advice and and all that stuff. So 
Thanks, Jamie. Um, stick around after the, uh, the the sponsor message here because I'm going to have the uh, the rapid fire questions for you. Sweet. After the break. Uh, before we get into that, though, I uh, just wanted to mention our sponsor. That's TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is the place you can go to create a website for your computer business. Pretty simple, right? It's it's fast, easy, and effective. And that's kind of the trifecta that I was going for. So fast in that by the time you sign up for TechSite Builder to the time that you have a working, effective website for your business, uh, it, it's about can be between 30 minutes and an hour, really. Um, and then, you know, I would recommend spending a little more time than that, uh, putting together your website. But if you're in a rush and you just need to get something out there, um, you can do it very quickly with uh, TechSite Builder. Uh, also, it's easy. So I, I put a lot of work into the back end of TechSite Builder to make it easy for someone who doesn't know how to code, doesn't know, um, you know, how to put together anything on their website. Uh, we walk you through step by step with some uh, onboarding videos on how to set up everything in your website that you need to set up. And then throughout the year, we release instructional videos and webinars that take you through all of the more complicated things like SEO and social media and how to put together like your different pages, like your services page and, and writing blog posts and stuff like that. So we kind of walk you through all of that. Uh, we make it easy um, so that you can focus on what you're good at. And that is, you know, fixing computers, selling your services, interfacing with your clients. You can do that and rest assured that your website is set up and, and working for you. And then the last part is, is effective. And so uh, TechSite Builder, the template we use in TechSite Builder was designed from the ground up to be effective for computer business owners. So we're kind of following the model that, that Jamie was talking about, where it's very simple. We, we start the homepage with a nice image that you can, you know, going back to his suggestion, you can have it be of your shop or of your local neighborhood or your town, uh, a recognizable landmark, or even like you, if you want to get, you know, a professional, professionally shot, you know, photo of you in front of an iconic landmark or in front of your shop, that's a great thing to put there. So we have that. Um, underneath that, we have three boxes where you can put your three most important services. Um, again, very quick and easy. And then underneath that, we have a contact form so that people can easily get a hold of you, uh, fill out the contact form uh, if they want to get in touch with you. We also have places, you know, for your phone number, for a map location where your business is, for your social media accounts. All the important information is there front and center and nothing else. We don't clutter it up with anything that's not necessary. A lot of these themes you'll buy on ThemeForce and stuff have just row after row after row of useless information and fancy, you know, scrolling parallax images and, and stuff like that, that really at the end of the day, if someone's computer is broken, they don't care about fancy images. They don't care about a homepage with lots of different sections. They want to know, can you fix their computer? Are you trustworthy? Are you professional? That's what TechSite Builder can do for you. So if you're looking for uh, a new website, if you want to refresh your website, check out TechSite Builder at techsitebuilder.com. All right, Jamie, time for the lightning round. So uh, I, I still don't have a name for this, actually. Lightning round is kind of cliche. Uh, rapid fire round or off the off the dome <laughs> round. Duck and cover. Duck and cover. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, okay, so the first question is, what is the biggest mistake business owners are making with their marketing? They're using the exact same content as a thousand other sites out there. So not only are they getting dinged by Google, they're losing that trust factor by their visitors. Yes. It might seem easy to just go copy and paste some content from somewhere else and use it on your website, but 
Google doesn't like that, and ultimately, it's not going to be spoken in the language of your business, um, and that's not going to serve you in the long run. Cool, I love it. What kind of marketing do you believe gives the biggest bang for your buck? Depends on your budget, but generally, SEO and email automation are your two biggest ROIs on it. Mm. Um, PPC comes in at a close second if you can afford it, but SEO is consistent, and then your email automation... Those are all hot people that have requested to be on your list, so you can't go wrong with them. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point. Like PPC, you know, it does take a big budget because you've got to you've got to experiment and and kind of have that buffer budget to to get a get get going. But with and, SEO, you know, you might spend money up front on it, but that's going to work for your business for years and years down the line. And when PPC is done, it's done. I mean, you lose that right. rank compared to SEO, which is consistent. So good point. Cool. What, uh, what can you do in your marketing to find your ideal clients? I think first and foremost, you need to create a customer avatar of who that ideal client is. You need to know who that is before anybody can help you find it. And then once you figure that out, you're going to figure out where they're going to hang out. Are they on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter? And then go to where they hang out. Don't expect them to come to you. Nice. Um, now here's, here's kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. What aspect of marketing are you personally struggling, struggling with? Lately, uh, as a marketer, what yeah. marketing is struggling with? Uh, no, actually, making sure uh, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent making sure my emails are going out consistently um, and on time when they're supposed to go out. If if I say they're going to be out in in a week, making sure that they go out. Um, luckily, I've employed someone that is very good at doing that with my Infusionsoft, uh, so we won't have those problems. But that's that's where I struggle. I, I have the content. I just. I forget to do it or I, I don't set it up correctly. Right. And uh, hey, and, th- and that's the, the answer, right? If you struggle with it, hire some, someone that's who's right. good at it. And make that's them exactly do it. it. Cool. Um, and then the last question that I ask everybody is, who uh, do you have any idea who um, I should interview next and Ooh, why? There's a couple of people. Uh, Mike Kellen, he's always great for, for funnels. Uh, we had uh, him, actually. Oh, you already had him? Yep, okay. already had him. Phyllis, uh, Phyllis Benson is Phyllis, one, okay. wonderful when it comes to email automation systems and the power of them. Mm, that's um, a good one. Especially Active Campaign and Infusionsoft. Um, nice. And then Robert Simmons is also really good. He's really good with the nuts and the bolts of of how Google looks at things. We, we had him already. Too. We already had him already. Because we all roll in the same circles. So yeah. Yeah, the, uh, most of these folks have, but I think Phyllis is a good one. I know, I know Phyllis and I think she'd be uh, an excellent uh, yeah. addition. And so I'll, I'll reach out to Phyllis too. And to I have a buddy that can, uh, that can speak on LinkedIn. Um, Ooh. His name's uh, Jonathan Kirtland and he's, he's amazing when it comes to LinkedIn. I, I'll get you his contact info. And, uh, I love that. Yeah. That I want to talk LinkedIn. Yes. Cool. I like it. He knows it way more than I do, so I can't. I can't speak as well as he could. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, that's it. Thanks, Jamie, again for being a guest on the show, guys. You know how to reach out to him if you have any questions or want to continue chatting with him. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. But let's, as always, let's keep the conversation going either in the Computer Business Marketing Facebook page or you can head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com where you can download all the episodes. You can subscribe to the episodes on YouTube or on your favorite podcatcher like iTunes and Stitcher. Um, also, you can send feedback and questions just via email, but 
plain old boring email still exists if you want at uh, mail at techsitebuilder.com. Uh, also, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd love to get a, a review from you guys. Um, we haven't got any new reviews lately. Uh, the old podcast, we had like uh, at least a couple dozen uh, reviews. And on this new podcast, we've only got one so far. So we want to um, get those reviews up. So if you just can take a, a minute out of your busy schedule, um, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, just pop on over, leave a quick review. We would really be grateful for it. We love to hear your feedback, and it helps to uh, get our podcast noticed. Also, don't forget to check out uh, our sponsor, Tech Site Builder. And I'd just like to thank you for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Your success.